Hello, this is Learning Tarot Together. I'm your host, Felix Kingsley, full-time social worker, part-time tarot enthusiast, and I'm here to share my journey into learning the meanings behind all 78 tarot cards with listeners and guests. This week we'll be looking into the meaning behind card number 7 in the Major Arcana, the Chariot. Here to help me is Trout. Hi, Trout. Hi, how's it going, Felix? It's, you know what? We're making it through. I was just saying before the recording, this Adderall drought is getting me down a little bit, but we're surviving. Making it through, but isn't that what the chariot's about? <laughs> that is, you're right. I, that's that's exactly the spirit I'm trying to embody right now. <laughs> so before we get into the cards, I was just wondering um, if you could tell the audience what your experience, if any, with tarot is. And if you're totally brand new, that's okay. <laughs> My experience with tarot is sta- staring like longingly through a window as it's raining, just wanting to be on the other side and knowing what everyone's doing because it looks so fun. But I've never myself oh. learned anything about it. I've I've been asked a few times with my partner, Adam, to help make art for decks, but I've just never really learned anything about it. Well, I'm very glad to have you on because, again, this is learning tarot together. So (laughs) I'm excited that you get an opportunity to look into at least one of the cards and hopefully that'll inspire you to look into the others because it's really, uh, it's an exciting art form. I'm so thrilled and thrilled that the Twitter algorithm helped line us up so that we could meet and this could happen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this card in the fool's journey or the story of the major arcana, the chariot represents the fool like blossoming into adulthood and coming into his own. He harnesses his willpower to charge forward, blazing his own path. So the first things I'd like to talk about a bit is the imagery of this card. And unlike some of the cards we've talked about before, um, This card has had pretty consistent imagery across time. Uh, The main differences that you see is in who is leading the chariot. I find that that tends, that can change between one of a few things. But typically this card, it's based on Roman victory parades. So the visuals is usually someone in armor looking like they are very of high status in a chariot. Um, often the canopy of the chariot is like a starry, starry sky kind of looking uh, drapery. And then in the Rider uh, Waite Smith version, the chariot is led by two sphinxes. In some other versions and in more his- in other historical versions, they tend to be horses, um, often going in opposite directions. Something that the chariot um, leader, I suppose. I don't know what you call the person who's in the chariot, the charioteer. Um, That's gotta be it, to right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not in Rome in like this 15th century. I don't know what we call these things, but, uh, so when you look at this card, is there anything that stands out to you or that you kind of had an impression when first looking at this card? I mean, for one, um, hearing that mostly it's um dealing with like a starry sky and stuff. I mean, you you did say Roman, but like immediately the head goes to like Apollo and such, and which has always been really fun imagery for me, kind of like chasing your course across as time moves with you, which kind of seems to also be in the spirit of the card from the little bit of cursory research I've done. I tried not to do too much because I mostly just wanted you to teach me about it. But but also just being led by two sphinxes. I mean, listen, I grew up a never ending story. We all love that imagery so much. Like, so anything to do with sphinxes and solving riddles and how that has to do with fortune, like that's absolutely my cup of tea. 
So I'm really curious to hear your take on the Sphinxes, because obviously, like, leading by horses, there's nothing you think about that. That's just like, yeah, that's what chariots were led by, of course. But when you look at the card in the Rider Waite uh, Smith deck or in a lot of other decks, it's like a black Sphinx and a white Sphinx in mm-hmm. opposition to each other. And upon my initial research, I saw a few things that this was talking about. One is the ability for the, again, I'm going to say charioteer. Uh, to control opposing forces, so the ability to assert his will over these two opposing forces. Another thing that I came across was the idea of sphinxes representing like a royal power or, you know, a position of status. And then the last thing that I kind of glommed onto was the idea that the the chariot with the sphinxes represents like mastery of intellect. Uh, because obviously we all think of sphinxes, well, maybe I shouldn't say we all, but <laughs> um, I'm sure a lot of us listening think of the riddles, you know, so this idea of mastery over intellect and being able to charge forward with that as one of the the tools. So it's interesting you say that because when when I first looked at it and kind of had a chance to sit with it as it's control over opposing forces. I understand the read, but also since the chariot can't really function without both of them, it almost sort of, yeah, it sort of feels like rather than harnessing something that wants to diverge, it's more like, like both attitudes and um, outcomes and both forces like are by nature would have to work together regardless of which one you favor, because you're as defined by what you don't do as what you do. So the need for like unifying mm-hmm. these these strengths. It's like I think. you know that that Robert Frost two roads diverge in a wood thing. But it, the whole point of the poem is that you didn't. It didn't really matter which one you took because you chose and like you're you no matter what and all that. So that's that's kind of what mm. I got left with. Hmm, that's interesting. The other thing that I think about when I look at this card that's kind of odd. Um, I don't know that it really means much for the meaning, but when I look at the chariot in the Rider Waite Smith version, it looks like it's made out of like stone. Like it doesn't look like it's going anywhere, like, <laughs> which I find in very opposition to the meaning of this card. So I find the Rider Waite one a little goofy in that aspect because it's really just like two sphinxes laying down in front of this like cement chariot, <laughs> like a child's which... puppet theater. <laughs> that's yeah, what it looks that's like. kind of what it. It really does look like that to me, which I I find kind of hilarious. So I do like looking at other versions of this card that I think signify, I think a lot of modern versions of this card signify like speed and movement mm-hmm. in the card, which is what I would normally think of when I think of a chariot. Like I think of like chariot races or like, um, or, you know, they were originally war machines that became more like status symbols or like uh, used in ceremonial activities primarily, but they are associated with like the strength of a like war and mm-hmm. um, and with wow the word is blanked on me uh, but <laughs> they're associated with war and they're associated with domination. Uh huh. You know. There's a lot of adversity have- in a lot of the descriptions, like, like opposing forces imagery and stuff, like wrapped up in the history of chariots as well. Well, yeah, and these triumph 
like these triumphal parades were given for generals who were successful in expanding the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. So it's it's this idea of domination, of assertion, of you know, it, it brings the chariot specifically brings this imagery to mind. It's it's one of the cards that I think the imagery alone kind of gives you the intuitive meaning of the card. Yeah. In a way that I think some of the other cards are a little more esoteric. But this card I I like it in some ways in its straightforwardness. Yes, it's um I'm thankful you gave the rookie a layup of a card to start with. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. So getting into that, then getting into the meaning of the card. So as we've kind of been discussing, this card has a lot to do with assertion of will. So achieving goals through determination and grit, but also having victory, which victory sometimes can mean dominance. It sometimes can mean, you know, overcoming challengers. You know, it it can be, it can be a victory that is in opposition to someone else's success, which is something that I think comes maybe more in the reverse of this card. But if you're looking at this card, that meaning is still, is still there. This idea that I think of, I kind of think of a teenager when I think of this card. Like, I think of a teenager who just thinks that they know everything and (laughs) who's just, you know, and is just blazing ahead. Like, they, you know, because they think that they know everything they need to know and have all the tools they need and don't realize some, maybe some higher wisdom or, like, intuitive. Not a lot of, not a lot of nuance in a vehicle that can just kind of go straight and maybe turn a little. (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) well and i know in the rider weight version at least they talked a lot about how the chariot does not have this intuitive wisdom that comes in the next card i think which is strength so Mm -hmm. both of this card and the next card have a lot to do with like internal power but it's kind of maybe a more masculine and feminine versions of those ideas and so this one is the more masculine, I would say, of the two cards that is more of this idea of like willpower and competition and drive and ambition is are the types of words that I think of when I think mm-hmm. of this card. And a very just in the the sort of black and white imagery of the um the creatures pulling the chariot, it's just kind of a lot of either or, which also feels very sort of um conflicting to me like there's there isn't a gray sphinx you know (laughs) like to put it really really bluntly like it seems like it's very much a diametrically opposed forces energy in the card too yeah i can definitely see that i think that when you're thinking about a card that has to do with kind of charging on ahead and and imposing your will you kind of have to think in black and white like i'm right everyone else is this wrong almost you know you have to have that self that self-belief that the way you're thinking is is correct and so and and it leaves maybe very little room for nuance not that these cards aren't nuanced but you know i it, i do think that this card may be less than others Oh, for sure. I mean, there's, from my understanding, which is limited, there are quite a few cards in the deck, so some of them can be a little bit more on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's just a few. There's, like, a couple. A handful. 
a baker's dozen and some. Um, so when I think about this card, um, I one thing that I think is really important is this idea of self-confidence and believing in yourself, which we were just touching on. But it, it's a card that, again, is driven by willpower. You know, it is your ability to manifest your dreams and to put them into action. And so in order to do this, it's like, what drives the chariot? Well, I mean, the Sphinx is, but what what drives that? And I think of this idea of this self-confidence, of this um, focus of intention. I think, you know, when you are thinking of a, a chariot race, let's say, you know, the intention is clear. You know what you're what you are driving for and you are you are going for it with your all. And that is those are the types of characteristics that really are emphasized in this card is when this card comes up in a reading. So let's say, I don't know, I should come up with practice questions before <laughs> instead of constantly trying to come up with them on the fly just but, wing it you you got it let's wing it <laughs> okay let's say you're in a career reading and you pull this card and you're you know wondering what to do with your career this card is going to be telling you to take very decisive action mm-hmm. you know this isn't a card about you know oh think about things it's a card about doing absolutely it's a card about about having drive and going after the things that you want. So, like, let's say you're you you know you're not really sure what you're doing in your career. This one might be if you pull this card, it might be saying go for that promotion, go for that raise. Like, ask for the things that you need. You know, if you don't have the resources that you need at work, you know, go to your boss and tell them what you need. You know, it's these yeah. types of things of of imposing your will, but that doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. You know, that can be a very positive thing because it's a victorious card, ultimately. Every single iteration I've seen of this card through cursory Google searches, like as much as the 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 animals pulling are also given a lot of artistic importance, the driver is always the focal point of the piece. They're always the highest thing drawn, which draws the eye in first. Like it's a very singular, this is focused on the individual making the choice of what to do with the chariot. Like that's what the card's about. So that seems to make a lot of sense with what the card's intended for as well. Mm-hmm. So and then if you were going to get this in a love reading, I think it would be, again, this kind of same ideas of take charge of your life. You know, if you have a crush on that person, go tell them how you're feeling. You know, ask them, ask from them what you want and let them, you know, make a decision. But don't be waiting for things to come to you. It's a card very much about movement forward, about finding your path and dedicating yourself to it Mm -hmm. and then when we come to the reverse meaning of the card that's where so in reverse readings if you decide to do them which you don't have to do the reverse you could you know all of these meanings exist in the upright version the reverse is really just kind of forcing you to look at it from a different perspective and usually that's from a perspective where some aspect of the upright version is lacking so or is overdone. So when I think about the reverse, the first thing that comes to mind is when we think about all this assertion, when we think about all of this forcefulness, that can be taken too far. Mm-hmm. So if you pulled this card in reverse, you might 
they might be signifying to you that you're trampling over others. Oh god, they're <laughs> under know. the chariot. <laughs> they're under you've you've ridden right over them, you know. But I I do think it it's this idea of you're taking domination too far. You're imposing your will against you know the better judgment that makes a ton of sense my initial thought was it would be something like ill-considered actions or like jumping to conclusions but that makes a lot of sense too that just kind of selfish impulse would be the reverse well i think that exists too is the thing because like i said it can be either the over like overdoing the upright but it can also be underdoing it so it could be directionlessness Mm -hmm. it could be lack of focus it could be that you're lacking the willpower or the drive in the upright card. Like, you know, maybe you're waiting for things in your life to just fall into place and you're not taking the action that you need to be. Mm-hmm. But it also could be, you know, lack of internal motivation. You know, maybe you have this idea of where you want things to go, but there's nothing driving you towards it, you know, or maybe you don't have an idea of where you want to go <laughs> and you're you're floundering kind of like empty me, striving yeah. yeah i get you yeah yeah where you're just it could be you know when i if i pulled this card in reverse i might it could ind- indicate maybe that you've had scattered energies like maybe you haven't been providing enough focus in one area and that's why you haven't been you know you've been running into obstacles it could be a sense of losing control, you know, like when we think about the chariot in reverse, like the the chariot is toppled quite literally mm-hmm. when you look at this card in reverse. So you maybe have been running into endless obstacles and you feel powerless, like you can't move forward, like you're you're stuck. Yeah, it, the teenager energy that you brought up in the beginning makes a lot of sense for it in reverse, too. I I remember trying to learn three musical instruments at one time and not really having the <laughs> drive to finish any of them. And it felt very familiar to what you were saying. Yeah. So it could be the sense that you maybe need to either accept lack of control in your life and stop trying to force things that are, you know, like maybe, again, if we're talking about love... Let's say you pull this uh, the chariot in reverse in a love reading. That could be a sign that you you're being too aggressive in love. You know, it could be a sign that you are trying to make things happen that the other person or people just don't want to occur, <laughs> and that you are you know. I mean, it could be a sign to check in with yourself and are you being too demanding? Are you being too controlling or forceful in a relationship or in a potential relationship? Uh, if you're thinking about career you know it could be signifying this idea maybe that you have been lacking drive in your career you know maybe you are unfocused and there is little that motivates you in your work therefore you might be faltering you might be running into obstacles kind of of your own creation because you don't have the motivation to do the work and then when you don't have the motivation then what happens, things start to pile up. Mm-hmm. And the obstacles start to become harder and harder to overcome. You know, the the more you allow yourself to stagnate, I think is, is one way you could read it in career, at least. Absolutely, yeah. It 
It feels a little too familiar with past jobs, to be perfectly honest with you. (laughs) That stall out you do, like that senioritis feeling you get at work when you just like, you can't even figure out what you want anymore, but every day you don't want to do it. So... You can't figure out what would feel good. The senioritis is, I think, a really great description of the reverse of this card. It's this idea of you just, you can see the, like, you know what your finish line is. Like, you Mm -hmm. know what you're going towards, but you just cannot bring yourself to get there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Another aspect I don't think I've super touched on, but something that I think about when I think about the reverse nature of this card is obsession. Mm-hmm. So when we think about willpower and self-confidence, what is that taken too far? And I think it can be obsession. So it can be, you know, you are, again, it's kind of this idea of trampling over others, but not necessarily. It could just be that you are so focused on one goal, so driven that other areas of your life are falling apart. <laughs> or that, you know, you are, you're putting too much like your eggs all in one basket and that's not you know going to lead to success i or that you know when we think about obsession when obsession goes wrong what does that cause it causes aggression it can cause you know you can cause you to lash out it can cause you to um have a breakdown (laughs) you know (laughs) like i mean i think about just uh this is going to be so silly, but I think about when The Sims updated a million years ago and it completely destroyed the game. Listen, you're talking I, to the right person, okay? I get you. I'm yeah, right here when the with high you. School, when the high school years one came out and oh it destroyed gosh. the game, and then I was like, I have nowhere to put this energy. I'm losing my mind. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, tabletop games really helped for me when that uh, happened. <laughs> that's what I got into tarot. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like you and I just healed a little bit from something together. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, but no. Um, I also think um, it's so funny. I don't know. Do you watch anime? Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Do you watch JoJo's? Okay. To my everlasting shame, not yet. It's on the list for like a full it's retrospective. It's not everlasting shame. I mean, there are, it's an incredibly problematic show, but there's in in one of the parts there are characters that are all based on different tarot cards uh-huh. and one of them is silver chariot well Polnareff's uh his stand is silver chariot mm-hmm. but i that's again it's this one that's very on the nose because that character is very much someone who is so characterized by his own self-belief like in his abilities like i am so great i can just do all of this you know i adore that (laughs) you know and i and i i love that one but then again it's like well what happens you know what happens when that goes wrong when you've been believing in yourself for so long and that's been successful for you what happens when you start to meet obstacles you can't overcome so like when you start to think about this kind of like the modern concept of like gifted child syndrome oh, gosh. people get mm-hmm. to be adults, which I'm not even getting into the discourse on that, but I'm just saying like that kind of concept of, 
oh, you've been just going your whole life and now suddenly these obstacles come up and then you don't know how to overcome them. <laughs> it's the, the flip from big fish in a little pond to little fish in a big pond. Like the thing that a lot of us went through when we went to college and realized there are so many people who are good at what you do. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I think about that. That kind of concept, I think, could be relevant to the reverse of the card, too. Mm-hmm. This idea that maybe you have been having all these victories and successes. What happens when those run out? Or and when it I, takes it takes more to keep achieving that level of success now that a different kind of bar of skill has been set. Like, it's not... Like, drive alone is not enough if the work isn't behind it. Yes, I think that's really key. That drive alone, in the reverse of this card, it can be that drive alone is not enough. You know, you have to be looking deeper or work or digging in to something to something else or maybe you're lacking the tools that you need to move forward you know willpower alone is not enough you need the knowledge and the the savvy and you know maybe literal resources in order to bring you forward you know not everything can be duct tape and and shoestrings you know <laughs> and and grit <laughs> sometimes you need more than that One thing that I think about this card, and this is not talking about really the reverse or the upright, so much as just talking about it in general, but something I've just been thinking about as we've been talking about it, is this feels like a kind of lonely card. It's certainly very singularly focused in the art direction for a lot of them, as well as kind of the basic theming. Yeah, I could agree with that. I don't know that it really... I'm posing this without really knowing where I'm going with it Mm -hmm. but it's just something that I'm I'm thinking about what I think about this card especially in opposition to the next card strength so strength which I obviously will touch on more next episode but I think it's important to talk about these two a little bit in opposition to each other the card of strength is much more about like compassion and inner strength and you know, ability to overcome, but in a more, like, in a softer way. Mm-hmm. Whereas this one's more, like, hard power. It's kind of like hard power versus soft power. I guess... And, oh, sorry, please go uh, ahead. No, go. no, no, you go ahead. I, I think... because I have the same impression as you. Until I start really interrogating what I think the role of the Sphinxes is in the card. And because it kind of takes me back to the, the initial feeling I have, which is... It's really more about how we need all three elements on the card for it to all work together. So it's kind of a little bit about self-actualization, too. And in that regard, I don't know if I'd say lonely so much as sort of introspective. Does that make sense? It does, but I would love you to expand on it more because I I really like the thread that you're following and I, <laughs> I want to follow it with you. The, well, um, so it, there's it's pretty on the nose with the sphinxes being, you know, opposite sides of like, the color wheel and not wheel, you know, the, the color gradient mm-hmm. and everything. We've got a black and white one. So it's, it's a this or a this, but the function of the chariot is it doesn't run unless they're running together in the same direction with the person whose personality they're making up, at least from my read, the driver like has to live with both of them, maybe favoring one to make a turn, maybe favoring the other to break or however chariots work. But they're not opposed to each other. Literally, the chariot won't work unless they're all running together. So it seems more kind of like a balance of self card to me, at least in some art depictions. I think that's what Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say. Well, and a lot of the depictions show these 
the animals pulling the card mm-hmm. or pulling the, tr- the cart rather um, <laughs> as being either like wild like some of them they're like all over the place you know like they are mm-hmm. rearing up and whatever but they are often going in opposite directions or or pulling at each other in a way that must be controlled you're right the heads are often kind of turned to either side i'm noticing the it depends on the card you're right sometimes their bodies are moving the other way too which kind of throws a lot of water on that an idea i had but sometimes it seems like they're running together at the so well i well and the thing there is that's why we have all these different decks because Mm -hmm. you can bring in you know if you're looking at a deck where they're facing the same way they're going together then you have that kind of unity of force you have that idea of of opposites coming together to achieve a goal you know or Mm -hmm. you know you can kind of ruminate on what that meaning is and then when you have a a card that shows them in opposition to each other that must be wrangled then that's going to bring you a different kind of tune or flavor to your reading it's the lonelier reading for sure yeah yeah well, it's the less, it's a more challenging one for sure. Mm-hmm. Like it's one where maybe you have to wrestle forces in your life in order to move forward. You know, that that's exactly the kind of thing that might come up to differentiate a reading. So if they're, if you're reading with a deck that's, they're facing the same way, it's this unified process, it's this rush, this movement, you know, this charging ahead and everything is kind of on, on your side then that is kind of going to say, you know, now is the time to go to move forward. You know, it's very Mm -hmm. straightforward. Yeah. If they're in opposition to each other, then that might tell you more about what you need to do in order to accomplish your goals. It definitely feels, I mean, of course, much more like a conflict. No matter what the chariot's moving forward, the driver is controlling it. When they're moving in opposite directions, it seems like there's a lot more inner strife, kind of. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, I think it could be inner or it could be external. I yeah, think totally. It just depends on how you want to read it. I think because my first thought was more on the external, like you have to balance these external forces that might be working against each other in order to achieve your goals, which I'm trying to think of like an example of what that could be. You know, like, let's say, I don't know. Let's, let's just let's pretend you're trying to plan a trip. Okay. And you have, like, this for ease, and you have two friends you're planning the trip with, and they are just don't want the same freaking things as each other out of this trip. Like, one of them's really laid back. One of them wants to have an itinerary for every day. You know, it's, <laughs> and you just want to have a good time. You know, like, you're, you, are you speaking, don't really care. You are speaking very specifically into my childhood, going on trips with my mom. <laughs> so, <laughs> yep, been there. But it's just, yeah, it's just this idea that, like, if you hold this when you're like, oh, my God, how do I handle this? It's, like, reminding you that you have to find a way to get these two opposing forces to work together in order to achieve what you want. So it it does add nuance and flavor depending on how they depict the what is pulling the cart, you Mm -hmm. know, what is pulling the chariot. Because it and I'm glad you brought it up because I. Again, I talk about this sometimes on on the show, but it it speaks to the importance of the art. Yeah, it adds a lot of gives a lot of agency to the artists making the cards, which is really as someone who does like art for a living, that's really kind of exciting about the whole medium. I hadn't really thought about that before. 
Well, now I'm kind of curious, like, given what you've learned about this card and what you what you learned both on this episode and before, would you, how would you might portray it or what things might you add or, like, do you have any thoughts about, you know, how you might in- interpret this card if you were to create your own imagery for it? I'm just uh, curious. I mean, I can't help it. I, I would want to focus so much about on how, like, the inner choices we make still make up the whole, whether we choose to do thing or not do a thing, which is each animal for me in the card. So mm-hmm. for me, I would draw the animals running together. Cause even if they're like opposed ideas or opposed forces, no matter which one we choose, we're still us and we're more us when we make those choices. So I'd probably draw the, the animals running astride, both looking forward and a little bit more peace and harmony from the driver. Cause it's really more about the destination. Well, and it's interesting you say that because one of the decks I use pretty frequently is the Cosmic Slumber deck by Tilly Walden. And in that one, it's a very different look. I mean, not very different, but I mean, it's a different look. The face of the chariot driver is much more serene. Mm -hmm. It's two lions that are pulling the, the cart and they are running alongside each other, but there's like a river between them. Oh, I love that. I'm trying to find it right now, but Google is yelling at me. But I love the idea that it's more like the different sides of a river. Like, which side do you cross to? Like, they're astride yeah. the choice. That's wonderful. Yeah, I just sent, I'm, or I'm currently sending you the image. Oh, thank Discord. you. Yeah, it's just taking forever. Oh, yeah, I had this one pulled up earlier, actually. Oh, I love it. And look, they're running in tandem. Like, they're mirrored, but they're not pulling on each other. I love that card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that one's interesting, too, because, I mean, water, when you see it in the tarot deck, I mean, often you think about, like, intuition or, you know, so I, when I look at the cosmic slumber with these two lions running alongside a river, but together, but on opposing sides, I think about the chariot driver having to have the intuition and instinct to be able to wrangle both sides Mm -hmm. and to unify them and needing you know it kind of emphasizes more this idea of the skills of the chariot driver yeah the first word that comes to mind for me is actually trust in this image like it seems like it's very harmonious like the driver looks so calm Yeah, I love it. It's a very harmonious version of the card, which Mm -hmm. is fascinating in comparison to a lot of the other ones, which are more aggressive or are more, um, not even to say aggressive, but are more either triumphant or more, uh, what is a good word? I don't, I don't know. Well, <laughs> like um, they have a lot of I would say tension. There like there's tension, tension in the reins. Yeah. There's tension in like the body language and the musculature in a lot of them. This one it's everyone's just in like this perfect like harmony. We've got mirroring, like we've got left mirroring mm-hmm. right and the center is square focused. The eyes are shut. Like it's there's no tension in the arms at all. Like yeah, you um I'm really happy to this. There's a sense this. of trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a sense of trust in this version of the card. So exactly. I think that just kind of, again, I, I bring this up just to highlight how a different artist interpretation can add nuance and flavor to your reading when you're thinking about a card. So some of these meanings that we've been talking about are 
are more fluid than maybe we've been talking about them. You know, they can mm-hmm. vary or or parts of them can be more emphasized or de-emphasized depending on the artist's depiction, which is why I love tarot so much. Yeah. <laughs> and why I am rapidly amassing so many decks. <laughs> well, yeah, if I ever get my dream, it's on a long list of projects my partner and I want to do and I get to do a deck. Absolutely, the chariot would be more like that version of the card for sure i i love the harmony of the driver and the the animals in that one well before we wrap up is there anything else that you wanted to say about this card i mean i covered everything that i know about the card for sure <laughs> i'm is there anything you want to ask about the card i suppose <laughs> if you're comfortable sharing it um was there ever a moment where this card came up in a reading for you and it was like really momentous for you you know I don't know that it's ever come up really momentously. I think the thing that it has most come up for me for is a reminder about my, it's like, I think of it to me as like a reminder to focus and to recenter myself with what drives me. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when it's come up, it's when I'm like, uh, I'm kind of feeling anxious about my job. And then this card is like, no, bitch, you got it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like you just need to remember what drives you. Like you just need to focus on what it is that is causing you to, to move forward, you know? So like for me, that would be like thinking, okay, I have to think about my clients, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. a social worker. So like, it's like, okay, I got to think about my my people that I'm trying to help. And that is what drives me forward. That's what gives me the willpower to continue on, mm-hmm. even when it's a struggle. So for me, it's usually a reminder to center myself uh, about what it is that that motivates me. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's um our talk about the reversal of the card spoke to me a lot. I'm someone who um is a big planner for my life. Like I'll have a big goal. And then I'll just like live the rest of my life like I'm fasting until I reach that goal, which is kind of like what you could read the chariot is telling you to do. But also it makes me kind of forget to live in the moment a lot and not do little things to spark a little joy. And I feel like reset off and like you're losing sight of why you even wanted this. And also you've been unhappy for three months. So maybe just go buy yourself a video game or something. <laughs> yeah, slow down. I think <laughs> yep. the reverse a lot of times is a reminder to just slow down. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining. Um, is there anything you want to plug or if you want to share how people can find you? Yeah, um, my partner and I make Trixie Wizard comics. You can find us at Trixie Wizard on Twitter, Instagram, all the socials. Um, we currently have a Kickstarter going right now with our friends at Maychan Press for a color and shape matching card game called Witchy Cakes. You um, match the layers of cake and try to build a taller tower while knocking your friend's towers over. We uh, just got funded two days ago. We're really excited about it. And we're on our way to our next stretch goal, which is Muscle Witches for one of our covens. So jump aboard Kickstarter um, for Witchy Cakes. We'd love to send you a copy of this card game. Oh my gosh, I love that. Thank you. you, That's so I I love hearing what people are doing. It's always one of my favorite parts about, like, it's like the two second at the end of the episode, but I'm like, yeah, it's so cool. Uh, If you want to find me on the internet, you can find me on Twitter at Epsilina, E-P-S-I-L-I-N-A. You can find me on Tumblr at Time Being Tarot. And then if you would like to commission a reading from me, you can do so on, I'm just going to say it this time, on coffee, ko-fi.com slash Epsilina, E-P-S-I-L-I-N-A. 
And thank you to Aaron Longoria for our icon and our theme music. You can find Aaron online at UR underscore tomato boy on Twitter. And thank you to Moonshot for hosting. If you want to find other amazing podcasts of variety niche interests, you can do so at moonshotpods.com. Thank you so much. And we will be back next week to talk about strength. <laughs>